It's Thursday, June 17th. I'm Rudy. Americans have put on so much weight in the last two years, we now order from Garage DoorDash. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. happening everybody this is a long walk to cleveland thank you so much for subscribing to this podcast on apple Podcasts, on spotify on stitcher and every single day around 9 45 a.m we go live on instagram it's at rudy underscore povich today on the show because i'm in love with stifler's mom oh but first let's say hi to some people what's up jim norder how are you buddy auntie reedy what's up Lindsay? Ooh, couple Lindsays. bang bang Double shot of Lindsay's. It's a two for Tuesday. It's a two for Tuesday for the Lindsay's. What's up, Hoovy? Mira, Shar, Scooter. Nice to see everybody this morning. Ah, shit. All right. Ah, stayed out way too late last night. What's up, Becky? How are you? Um, uh, last night I had a wow. What's up with the wow, Lindsay? Lindsay, like a wow, like. The two for Tuesdays with the wows, is that why we're throwing down? Olena says, good morning, Rudy. Good morning to you, Olena. Thank you for your salutations. Ah, Lindsay, that's the most love I've gotten in forever. I got you, girl. I got your back, boo. What's up, Dan? How are you, buddy? Um, last night, I was out in St. Paul doing some stand-up, and there was a kid on the show. He was young, good-looking, funny. Obviously, every comic in the room hated him. He was a uh, he was a nice dude. Went by the name of Henry. Steve says, "What's up, buddy? Hope the set was good last night. It was. Uh, Steve and I actually recorded last night our, I guess, uh, takeover episode of the Lone Angler podcast, which is going to be coming out tomorrow, I believe. I'll get you guys a. Uh, I'll get you guys a." Uh, a link on that. Dan says, you look a little tired. Yeah, man, was up a little late and then got up super early to get some stuff done. Um, I actually had like a monumental moment in my life happen yesterday. Uh, I was uh, on a Zoom call with Dana Carvey and I'm telling you, like 12-year-old me lost my goddamn mind because he was throwing out the impressions and and, and so fast and so furious with just like out of nowhere, man, he would just, he has these like little tiny like paper puppets that are on a stick and it's just faces, right? So it's just like, you know, it's Obama, it's Joe Biden, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's just like grabbing them off the table and he's sticking them into the camera face, like just right up to the the camera on the phone. And he's hysterically laughing his ass off and doing the impression at the same time. And at some point I just went, oh my God, 12-year-old me is losing his goddamn mind right now. I'm on a, in what plane of existence do I get to be on a Zoom call with the Dana Carvey? It's incredible. Steve asked, the Dana Carvey? Yes, the Dana Carvey. It was awesome. Uh, I'm going to be doing some uh, producing for him coming up. He's got a new podcast called Fantastic. It's been out now for probably about three months. He hasn't really promoted it yet because they're just like trying to get their legs underneath them. And uh, I'm going to be doing uh, a bunch of video work for uh, for him and his son Dex who looks like spitting image of him. And like great hair, you know, snappy dresser, really funny. So it runs in the family. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some work for him here in the uh, the next couple of weeks. He was great. And it was just great to see somebody of that caliber, just asking so many questions. 
And he just kept like repeating himself, like, I'm so sorry, I, I sound I sound dumb. And it's like, no, dude, like this this realm is very difficult sometimes. And to navigate these waters of social media and podcasting, and there's so many avenues. And here's the other problem. So many things work. So many things work for so many different like situations. Some people only use Instagram, and it works for them. Some, there's some people that don't do any social media, and all they do is an app called Clubhouse, and they crush it. <laughs> they knock it out of the goddamn park. And you're like, how? How, does, how do you guys get there? There's strategies. There's ways to make it happen. And he was just so inquisitive, which I love to see. And then on top of it was just like throwing out one-liners and singers one after another. It was great, you know? I used to, uh, when I was a kid... Because it was it was late at night when I was like 10, 11, 12, I would go to bed at like 8.15 on a Saturday. I mean, someone would be shining. It would be the middle of summer. And I would know that, you know, uh, all my friends are still going to be outside playing. But I know that I will get into 15 minutes of Saturday Night Live. Even if it's a rerun, I know I'm going to get into it and I am going to end up passing out. And I'm not going to be able to make it through the entire show. So I'd go to bed at like 8.15, 8.30, and then set an alarm for... 1025 and then get up and catch the cold open to Saturday Night Live and then stay up till midnight and then go back to bed. So the fact that like, I had an opportunity to sit and chat with uh, Dana Carvey yesterday for, I mean, dude, it was like an hour of my life, man. And that guy was just like so awesome. God damn, he was great. And so many like great impressions and one-liners. And it was funny because afterwards I had called my mom. And uh, this happened the first time I, I did a whole thing with Dana. This was back in December. Uh, I had called my mom, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe what just happened. I was on the phone with Dana Carvey. And my mom's like, um, I guess I don't know who that is. I was like, Mom, Dana Carvey, the greatest cast member of Saturday Night Live, Dana Carvey. And she's like, you know, I guess maybe I don't. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. I was like, Mom, Dana Carvey transcends. Dana Carvey, you don't know who Dana Carvey is? And my mom goes, listen, if you're a big fan, obviously she must be amazing. Uh, do you people never get on board with some of the shit I do? <laughs> Ever? God damn it. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it was great. It was a great way to uh, finish out yesterday. And uh, yeah, to spend the hour with him. And then Steve and I did our takeover of the Lone Angler podcast. And then after that... Um, uh, went out and did a little bit of stand-up last night. Let's get back to uh, the dude I was talking about earlier, this Henry kid. And uh, I did kind of laugh because this dude, uh, Olina, my kids love Dana Carvey. How can't you, man? I mean, the, the lineage of so much goddamn good comedy. I mean, I was watching, uh, it was, I think it was on HBO the other day. I just happened to see that Richard Pryor's moving was on and I, I turned it I haven't seen that movie in years and I turned it on and I forgot like that's like Dana Carvey's first ever real big motion picture role he's the dude who gets hired to drive across country with Richard Pryor's car and he shows up as like this you know he's got the hmm, the tie and he's like you know super hoity-toity and you know the rich kid with the uh, the doc boots or the doc loafers whatever you want to call them and uh, he ends up just like becoming a drug addict and completely destroying that guy's car by the end of the movie and I forgot like that was one of his big roles but yeah he was great man it was really cool and boy 12 year old me was losing his goddamn mind yesterday so yeah yesterday we're at the uh, the show and I had uh, I'd kind of laughed because this kid was like he was good he was really good 
and he was very funny. And somebody like the MC, David Harris, had asked him, like, how long are you, you know, how long you been doing this for? And the kid's like, two weeks? And you could the collectively, every comic in the room was just like, you motherfucker, fuck that kid. I liked him. I thought he was really funny. But now he's only been doing this for two weeks and he's putting out jokes like that. Raw, uncut talent. God damn it. But it reminded me of a, uh, a thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, which I forgot to bring up, was I was at a show, did my set. I was probably like, I don't know, fifth or sixth in line. And there was a kid who had gone on early. New kid. Probably about six months in. And uh, he was a funny kid. He was 22. I laughed and was like, uh, was like, yeah, he was 22, young, good looking. So obviously I hated him for sure. But he said to me at some point, he goes, hey, man, um, uh, I got off the stage and we were kind of just hanging around after the show. And he goes, are you really 40? Because I talk about, you know, doing mushrooms on my 40th birthday. And I go, yep, I'm 40. And he's like, you still do comedy? Yep, still Still breathing, still getting out there. And he goes, dude, that's brave. (laughs) I was like, I think your definition of brave and mine are two completely different things. And he goes, still brave, still brave. No, not as brave as you think it is, my man. Hanging out with you fuckers, for sure. Because these kids just don't get it at all, you know? They just tell like there's times you'll just like throw shit out, you know. I do a whole jag on Super Mario 3, and you can just see the kids just like glazing over, like, what is this guy talking about? I'd laugh last night because I was getting that same treatment from these like 22-year-olds, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's right. Because when I bring up things like, hey, don't you hate it when your 13-year-old daughter of the crowd goes, No, we don't, because we didn't make kids, because we like sleeping money. That's why. You're the big dummy that made it, not us. You're unrelatable in this room. <laughs> So finally, I just said, you know what? Piss on it. I'm just taking all this stuff down to Mankato where they appreciate old men. And uh, then the kid said to me, which I thought was really funny. He had kind of made a joke. I think he was joking about it. And some of the other people in the room didn't think he was. I think he was being. They thought he was being serious. I laughed and said, no, obviously this kid's a funny kid. Uh, Olina says, does he think we should curl up and die after 40? Well, after you hear this, yeah, you might think that. Because what he said to me was, he goes, "Uh, so after after 40, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, so, um, you know, I've heard rumors and stuff. Can you, can you get boners after 40? <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, yeah, yep. Still works. Still get boners. A lot less places to put them when you're over 40, but still get them. They still work. And then I said, well, let's be honest. You know, the only people that want to sleep with a 40 year old are other 40 year olds. And that is gross. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Ugh, 40? Dude, it's like two old raisins just like getting on top of one another. Gross. Don't ever. Not nasty. Absolutely terrible. (laughs) But he was a a funny kid, and uh, I really hope that uh, this kid ends up uh, having a future, man, because he was was very Dimitri Martin-esque. He had like a whole, like, I don't know, I'm going to call it an easel, but like a like a drawing portfolio, and then all of his jokes he would flip, and it would, they all, you know, coincided with the drawing that he was showing people. So, I don't know, the kid got talent, and I hope he does well. That is the one thing about doing this stuff when you're, like, 26. Like, when I had started 14 years ago, and I would look at other comics and just go, fuck that guy. That guy's not funny. That guy sucks. And then you get to be 40 and you're doing this, and you see a 22-year-old who crushes, and you go, dude, good for you. 
Good for you. I'm glad you're being able to make this happen for yourself, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a good place for everybody to be. Uh, but then I got up this morning and I uh, came across a, uh, a little piece of audio. We talked about this on the KS95 morning show today. And there was a, uh, there was a piece of audio that came out where a comedian had done an impression of Kristen Stewart and of Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, honey, welcome to the Olive Garden. What? I should probably go ahead and preface. In case you don't know, because goddamn it, you got to explain everything to these young kids nowadays. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is Stifler's mom from American Pie. She also played the barbershop, or I guess salon owner in Legally Blonde. Oh, honey, welcome to the Olive Garden. What can I get you? Um, some water. Water. Got it. No ice. Oh, wow. Okay. And a Caesar salad. Good choice. Would you like dressing with that? No. Got it. What about croutons? Wait, I want breadsticks. Oh, honey, those are coming. <laughs> Thanks. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. What? <laughs> It's very funny. Amanda says, I saw this clip. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's really good. I, I thought this gal's impressions were both spot on. It flows. It's got, she did an excellent job with it. And I started thinking about it. And I looked up Jennifer Coolidge just to make sure I had the right person. And I said she was born in 1961. And then I started doing the math a little bit. I was like, 1961. I believe American Pie was like 1999. Because I think I was just about to be a senior in I think I was I just graduated high school, and uh, I was like, man, I feel like Stifler's mom was 60 when I saw that movie for the first time. Right? You saw that movie and went, Stifler's mom is definitely like in her upper 50s, low 60s. Like, that's a cougar. And then I, I did the math. I was like, if she was born in 1961, and that was August of 1961, and this film came out in July of 1999, Stifler's mom was 37 when <laughs> when that movie came out. So I did the math all morning. I'm like, am I am I freaking out about this? Like, this has got to be right. Is Stifler's Stifler's mom looked like she was in her 50s, unless they made her look a little bit older. That was my thought. And then I went back and I looked and I thought, no, Jennifer Coolidge basically at the age of like 18 looked like she was in her 50s and now is into her 60s. Wait, so to be 24. How many years ago would that be? 22, so you add that, so 38. So now she's just getting into 60 and still looks the exact same age. It's sort of like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd got to be the age of, like, you know, 22 and has not aged a day ever since. But when he was, like, 16, he looked exactly the same. So good genetics, maybe a healthy diet, a little bit of kale, I imagine. But it just kind of blew me away where I was like, you know, you hear about those things about, like, dude, if you want to feel old... You know, Macaulay Culkin just turned 40. And you're like, what the, what the fuck? What? Just seemed like the other day, like we were just watching Home Alone. Like this tiny little like blonde haired kid running around Chicago all by his lonesome. That, that just happened like a week ago, right? No, no, it didn't. It happened like 30 years ago. You're like, what the fuck? What is happening? Stifler's mom was 37. Which I don't know. I'm, I'm still like trying to wrap my head around the fact that somebody at that age we thought was so old. Uh, let's see. Trevor says, Rudy, next week is my B-Day, and I'll be turning 30 years old on the 24th of this month. Well, first off, happy birthday, man. That also reminds me that uh, a comedian in town, uh, Joe, goddamn, it's based on his last name now. Joe got up and was like, oh, my God, I'm 35. 
just feel like I should kill myself. And I was like, well, that's a little drastic. And if you're 35 and should kill yourself, that means I should have done it two years ago. Uh, Jamie says, my 10-year-old doesn't know what an overhead projector is. That's how old I am. Yeah. It's weird. I like that stuff just like kind of, I believe it was Brian Miller on Twitter today, like put down, like, if you don't believe in evolution, just look at the cigarette lighter. The cigarette lighter in cars started out as a cigarette lighter and then moved over to a charging port, which is now a USB port, which I think there's a lot of cars that still have that cigarette lighter, but definitely because I got like a, a little like, like a 110 amp plug-in, like three prong plug-in that you plug in so I can go like on the road and be able to charge stuff while I'm doing, you know, video and drone work and stuff because the battery's just goddamn eating up constantly. But yeah, that is a... Um, Man, that just, like, threw me for a... Like, I work with dudes that are older than Stifler's mom, but still wear wrestling t-shirts. I think one of them might actually be on the live feed. What's up, Crisco? (laughs) My uh, my 12-year-old doesn't know what a smart board is. I don't think I know what a smart board is. What the hell is a smart board? Oh, I bet you meant skateboard. Right? Maybe? Ooh, I'm going to feel dumb if I don't know. Yeah, that that is the, uh, the crux, man. Like, I... I, I go out and like I'm realizing, man, like that even at 40, like, but then again, there's just like so much shit out there nowadays. There's so much content. There's so many shows. There's so many things that are taking up all of our time. Somebody had talked about how the quality of movies because of streaming is going down. And they're saying it's because you don't have to lure people from your home, from their home, to be able to go to a theater to go watch it. You can just put it up and people are going to watch it regardless. And I thought, well, no, the reason why that's all happening is because people are spending too much time doing too many things and not focusing on one certain aspect of it. And especially when you're kind of in the realm, like, you know, myself and other comedians are in, we podcast, we have our full time job to be able to support what we do, plus, we do stand up. You got to write for an hour. You got to shoot shit for an hour. You got to edit for two hours. You got to do your actual job so you can make money so you can support this stupid drug habit. Um, uh, yeah, Trevor says, yeah, it was a skateboard, not a smartboard. I was like, smartboards would be kick ass, though, dude. I don't know what you would do, like, if you rode that thing and then it would just, maybe it would simultaneously charge all the devices you got jingling around in your pocket. Uh, let's see, Janessa, I can't believe next March I'll be 30. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, your 30s kind of suck. 30s are the worst. 20s, especially in the beginning, they're very hopeful. Towards the end, you've been at your job for, you know, probably five, six years. Your 30s kind of suck. But I've realized in my 40s is when I'm getting good at shit. And that's, if I were to take all the stuff I know how to do now and then actually applied it when I was driven and motivated at the age of like 25, I'd be in a whole new realm. For sure. It just... It just takes so long. And the other thing that they, I mean, really, the old adage is just outlast everybody. That's all you got to do. You don't need to be amazing. You don't need to work your ass off all the time. All you got to do is outlast. That's it. Amanda says, 40s are great. Yeah, man, 40s are great. Alina, I had a bunch of health issues in my 30s. See, for me, like 37 is where I realized, like, dude, you are, that's, now you're on the downward spiral. Now things are, you've, you've crested, now you're going to start moving down the other side of this thing, you know? But then again, like, dudes at 50s are just starting to do Ironmans and, like, going back to college and shit nowadays. So there's, it's, there's never a, a right time to do stuff, I guess. Maybe it's just, you do it when it, it's right. And there's always a time and a place, you know? 
Uh, let's see. I'm verging on 30 and I'm terrified. No, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, don't be scared of it. Like, lean into it a little bit, you know? Because when you do get to be 40 is when you actually get, like, really good at stuff. And that's that's great, for sure. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, disagree. My 20s were the worst. Just turned 31 on Sunday. Been way better since I turned 30. You tend to make the same decisions that you make, especially in your early 30s, but eventually by the time you get to your late 30s, that's when, like, shit that you used to care about, you know, jealousy with, like, relationships and all that garbage, it all goes away. Because you just realize, like, none of it matters. None of it matters, you know? Like, my last couple of girlfriends that I've had, especially in the last, like, two years, there's never been, like, a jealousy issue, which I never really wasn't a jealous guy. I mean, your, mid, your early 20s is when you save that stuff. That's, that's meant for blackouts and infidelity and all sorts of dumb shit. But when you're a little bit older in your 40s, you start to just care less about that stuff. And you're like, hey, if you want to, you know, be at a bar with somebody and you're flirting with them, I know you're going home with me. So why would I get upset about it? Go and enjoy yourself, you know? And also... A little reciprocity, a little reciprocity would be nice. Just because I'm nestled up, not nestled up or like cozying up to somebody, but because I'm having a nice conversation with somebody who is not you. Don't get all butthurt about it, all right? And I'll do the same for you. Enjoy yourself, uh, Trevor. Rudy, is there anything you, if I can, uh, let's see, is there anything you, if I can, call the radio next Thursday and talk to Crisco, Des, and Ryan on the speakerphone and tell us my birthday, and have them sing to me? Uh, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you, Trevor. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm just being honest, dude. That that's not their mo for sure. It'll never ever. I mean, if you want to call up, man, like. I'll bring in a ukulele and I'll sing you a little Hawaiian birthday tune. But sorry, dude, I'll guarantee that there is not a chance because that's just not them. That's not them. And it's not a knock against them. It's just everybody's busy and got stuff to do. But trust me, dude, we definitely appreciate the fact that you're having a happy birthday. But also, they're huge assholes. They would never. (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, Char says, I agree. Amanda. Uh, I'm feeling old. Don't be feeling old, girl. Uh, I think mentally I might just be Carl Fredrickson from UP at this point. Well, listen. They always throw out that old adage about like, you're only old as you feel. And you're like, I don't know, man. My knees feel like they're in their 80s. (laughs) If you lose a pound of weight, you take four pounds of pressure off your knees. Well, how about we figure out a way to do that right now and I don't go out for a run? How about that? That's the biggest problem. They're like, you need to lose weight to be able to, uh, oh, up. Jamie says up, not UP. All right. You mean the actual, like, Pixar movie up? Is that what we're talking about? I, it must be, right? Up Pixar. There we go. I thought you meant you. Well, see, UP, is a, there's a million different things. There's Upper Peninsula. Sometimes people, uh, you know, they they have different, maybe it's United People. I don't know Carl from United People. That's another possibility. <laughs> Ah, you just sounded like the kid from Mad TV. Look what I can do. Yeah, that was, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Stuart. Oh, Stuart. Stuart, get on over here. Stuart, you can't be behind the bakery counter. They got rules and stipulations for health codes. Look what I can do. That dude was, uh, was that Mike McDonald? Michael McDonald. I think it was. Spacing on the dude's name now. But anyway, we're getting all over the road here. Um, 
But yeah, the uh, you know the later in life stuff. I always think about Lewis Black all the time. One of my favorites. And Lewis Black really didn't even like catch his break until he was, I mean, damn near in his like upper fifties. So, yeah. So I think that's uh, I think it's great, and I think just keep you know trying to stay healthy and not allow you know twenty two year old kids who are a thousand times funnier than you to discourage. <laughs> <laughs> what it is you have planned for your life. Uh, don't forget, you can always subscribe to A Long Walk to Cleveland on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. And every single day around 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Uh, not only will you get an episode of this tomorrow, but you're also going to be getting an episode. I'm going to share it with everybody. Uh, myself and Steve Walters, we uh, we took over Pat Olson's The Lone Angler podcast. It's a pretty fun podcast. I think we did about 50 minutes on it, and uh, it was great. Jamie says, oh, my God, I can't tell you how many times per day I end up doing that finger thing he does. Yeah, look what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, have a great day. And once again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.